It's the first time that I experienced not time dilation in the way that like, oh, you trip and things feel like it's taking a lot longer. Time dilation in the way that everything went in slow motion, which after the fact, when I you know decided to look up 2CB and figure out what the hell I was taking that night is apparently uh, a side effect that some people talk about. This podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Our goal is to educate and inform others about the realities of substance use in an engaging and entertaining format. We share these experiences so you can experience them without trying them yourself. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to attempt to recreate anything found in this episode or in any of our other content. We are not confessing to any acts stated in this podcast. The content in this episode should not be treated as factual or real in any way. Magic mushrooms might be able to cure addiction. For people suffering with severe PTSD, the benefit of talk therapy could be greatly improved with an unlikely drug, MDMA, popularly known as ecstasy. Could a drug stop suicidal thoughts in hours? Well, there is a drug. It's called ketamine. It's an anesthetic also used illicitly as a club drug, and it's now being used by some doctors who have patients in a serious suicidal state. You're listening to Modern Day Hippie, the podcast about doing drugs in a responsible, fun, and safe way to improve your life. We're your hosts, Yuki and Reggie, and we hope you enjoy the show. Yo, welcome to the podcast, y'all. Hope you have all been doing great. Uh, first off, want to give a big thank you to our first few uh, SnowGo customers. Uh, thank you guys for using our link to buy what honestly we think is an incredible product, and we hope that it that it serves you well. Yeah, how have you been, Reggie? I've been I've been doing well, Yuki. How about yourself? I'm good. I've been on the road for the last couple of weeks here. Um, and actually in this time, uh, I've been traveling with only one substance, uh, namely that's been the chocolate mushroom uh, chocolate bars that we have. And it's really nice traveling with those because I never have to stress whether I'm flying or driving. Um, it literally just looks like chocolate. So I know for me, like transitioning from raw shrooms to chocolate-based um, extract shrooms uh, was honestly a game changer in, in a lot of ways. And so you guys ever learn from your dealers or have the opportunity to try uh, chocolate mushrooms, we do highly, highly recommend it. Yeah, those are definitely a game changer, especially with travel, like what you're saying. Oh, yeah. So, Yuki, um, I take it that there's a special guest with us today, someone very dear to you. You want to introduce them? Yeah, so this is actually our first ever uh, interview episode on the MDH podcast. Very excited to be introducing uh, Melody, who happens to be my girlfriend, uh, but also has some really unique uh, drug-related experiences, uh, some that are very similar to mine because we've had similar drug journeys over the last, like, what, two and a half years now, um, but some that are very different from my own and just how she's reacted to drugs and how drugs have affected her life differently from mine. So mm -hmm. I'll, I'll pass it over to Melody here. Hi, guys. Yeah, I forced my way onto the podcast. <laughs> I'm a winner. Um, so yes, I'm Melody. I would call myself a hallucinogenics enthusiast. Um, the drugs that I prefer include shrimps, acid, 2CB, and on the rare occasion with a safe break in between, I dabble in Molly. Outside of that, that's, that's, kind, of, that's kind of it. <laughs> Um, and kind of like Yuki, I don't drink alcohol anymore. Um, so I feel like that's also a big thing to note um, in terms of drug culture. Yeah. Well, honestly, I feel like us making that decision together in a sense has been really helpful. Just always having someone who's like kind of on the same vibe is is nice. So it's like buddy system, <laughs> but like <laughs> in a lot of different ways. <laughs> I mean, speaking of, I I also think it's really interesting how both you and I have evolved our relationship with 
drugs and alcohol throughout the timeline of our relationship in terms of being boyfriend and girlfriend. Um, when I first met Yuki, the only thing I had dabbled in ever <laughs> was outside of alcohol were shrooms. I'd skipped over the weed, skipped over the nicotine, skipped over a lot of the traditional first venture out of uh, alcohol zones. Um, and since then, I think that both Yuki and I have had multiple different hallucinogenic trips together, um, tried new drugs together, both discovered that it was definitely a preference for both of us to party with drugs that were non-alcohol um, over alcohol. And I think that because we were on the same page about those things, that it's honestly strengthened our relationship. And like you said, it's really cool to have someone that can be on that journey with you. And for a lot of hallucinogenics, there's that anxiety that's involved that if you feel kind of by yourself or not super comfortable, it can lead to a bad trip. But I never feel like I will ever potentially have a bad trip because I'm around someone who I feel so comfortable with, who I feel also like I can vocalize what's bothering me or vocalize what's freaking me out or vocalize that I need something to distract me or take my mind off of a direction that's more, you know. Yeah, it's it's kind of like having a reality stick. If you'll remember back to our <laughs> Ten Commandments episode of drinking water, but it's like having a reality girlfriend instead when you're tripping. Um, and you don't you don't even need to have a girlfriend. You can just have reality friends you trip with and who can help grind uh, ground you when you're just really tripping hard and an ego deathing and some crazy shit like that. Um, but speaking of new drug experiences, so we've asked Melody to come prepared with uh, her favorite uh, drug story that she can share with us or one of her top ones. Um, and then she's also going to go through uh, a way that kind of drugs have impacted her life and, and a piece of advice or, or learnings that she has from drugs. Take it away. <laughs> yeah, so it. my story, obviously I have many great drug stories with both Yuki and Reggie. Um, some of my favorite people to trip with, obviously, but my one of my favorite stories or standout stories is the first time that I tried 2CB. Um, so like I would say a decent amount of people, 2CB is not a drug that was a part of my, you know, vernacular <laughs> growing up. I think, you know, you learn about drugs that you shouldn't do when you grow older and 2CB is not on that list because it's not super popular or as easy to find in the States. So the first time I had literally never heard of 2CB no, until, the day, we did it, <laughs> until <laughs> the day that we did it, bro. Until the day that we did it. So uh, Yuki and I decided that we were going to go live abroad. You mind if I share the location? Uh, in Mexico. Yeah. So we were we were in Mexico, um, and a coworker of mine who I had never met in part because of COVID was in the same city that we were in, and the two of us were like yo, we should meet up for the first time. We literally work really intimately together every single day. It's kind of ridiculous that we've never met in person. So I went to go find her at the hotel that she was staying at. Um, we met and she kind of took me and Yuki back to the room that she was staying at because everyone was getting ready to go out that night. And on the like dresser, there was this pink dust that at first I honestly assumed was like dyed cocaine. <laughs> and one of her friends who was also there um, was like, hey, you guys want to do some lines? And I was like, of what? Um, and he said 2CB. 
At first, I honestly thought that he said PCP because <laughs> it was the only like similar drug name that I had ever heard of. So I was like, um, that sounds kind of dangerous. But at the same time, there was that small part of me that was like, my coworker is here who I've never met, who like I really haven't really talked about like drugs and partying with. And we're like diving real deep right now and getting really close because she's offering me this drug that I've obviously never tried. And she also knows how important I am to what was at the time like a really small company. So I was like, there's no way she's going to let me die on this journey, right? Yeah, like you're going to lose two employees out of the like <laughs> single digit number that you had at that Right. At that and company. so, and then I also was like, do you mean PCP? And he was like, no, 2CB. So I was like, okay, not PCP. And I don't even think we asked what the effects of this drug would be before we just yeah and the other thing was this guy is just a very kind of strong benevolent personality he's one of those people who i'm sure you guys can picture someone in your lives who i'm talking about that like when you're around them they're just kind of encouraging you to do drugs and it's never in like a forceful like oh you should do it peer pressure kind of way it's in a very like upbeat like hey like let's get on our vibe together let's have a good time and it's just so hard to say no to that because it comes from like such a place of love i feel like it's like damn we just Uh, we we gotta go with this that's that's reggie every time he tells me to do edibles (laughs) (laughs) he convinces me to do much more than i can handle um but yeah i mean he definitely had that sort of personality i think you know i was kind of in the headspace of being in a new country too and being open to these new experiences so I dove in, we did some lines while we were at the hotel. And at first, nothing, like I didn't really feel much. And then we went out to dinner and at dinner- Like to this really nice restaurant. To like a very, like- yeah, like kind of pricey, nice restaurant. We continued to uh, take what we like to call um, meetings in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. And also like at this restaurant, we were literally a group of probably 25 to 30 people. Really? Like it- it was a huge group. It was at I least was 20 people. <laughs> no, it was at least 20 people. We had like a super long table that all the waiters had like put it together. I like put the tables together. We were a big group. Yeah. And every once in a while, like, you know, we, we were kind of like the like kids in the group, like the new people and everyone was super nice. Just like us on their wing. They'd be like, Hey, you want to go to the bathroom and, and have a business meeting real quick? Wait, yeah. I mean, the, like, did you guys go to the same bathroom? Um, there were both guys and girls who had their own drugs. So, it would be a guy taking Yuki to the bathroom or, or a girl taking me. And um, we were the only people there who didn't really have our own stuff. Uh, ironically, actually, I had asked my coworker to bring us some shrooms because I was not sure where to get them, where we were. And so. And that was actually, I think, the first source we ever had of chocolate yeah, mushrooms. That was right? the first it was time in I the same ones that we take now, but. Um, that was it was cool. a lot more schedulely packaged. I don't oh, think yeah. I would have flown with that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, you know, at dinner, we're doing more lines in the bathroom. Uh, things are progressively getting a little more detached from reality. Um, you know, we're giggling. We're all like feeding each other. There's really, really amazing, uh, like luxury food. Um, yeah, it's just like platters like, of yeah, like, like nice, the same like, way they were feeding us, and like uh, just all this nice shit. Um, and yeah, we were all just like really coming up on on the two CB, um, feeling more dissociated, but also like really wanting to party. Like people were drinking. Um, you know, the, the waiters were like just 
they, they were kind of in on the fact of like just us having a very good time. Like, you know, they're feeding into it. They sure know this they group is we going to on something. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think it's pretty common at, at that restaurant, honestly. Um, and they also knew like, okay, these people are probably going to spend a shit ton of money. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, it was crazy. I've never been fed food and fed drugs at such a quantity. And I had, you know, we were all having a blast laughing, giggling, and also just, you know, you kind of feel like you're like, wow, we probably look a little insane. And like, we're having the most fun in this restaurant too. So that was pretty like funny to us as well. Um, and that restaurant is also uh, in an area where there are a lot of bars. So after that, we were going bar hopping. But I should also mention that at that time, um, both Yuki and I were still drinking alcohol. So we were also ingesting alcohol at dinner. So I think that that had some impact on how the 2C was hitting me. Um Dude, and and I'll be honest, like I don't have much like very acute recollection of the dinner. I just know I had a great time, but I have this like just very vivid memory of, so we're walking from the restaurant to like a really popular bar, literally like a block or two away. And it's this like crowded dirt road with just like mostly taxis going up and down it. And I'm like literally just stumbling through traffic. Like nothing feels real. I'm watching like my vision from the back of my head. And it's like watching a movie where the camera is just wobbling, like literally like 30, 40 degrees in either direction. And I'm just like, and like the, the cars aren't going quickly. It's basically like stop and go traffic essentially. Right. I mean, so there it, are other pedestrians. Yeah. And it wasn't like a huge risk, um, but definitely not a smart idea. I'm just like, Oh man, like wobbling around, like on my way to this bar with our really just insane group of people who actually, I think towards the end of the restaurant, like as we were wrapping up, literally people started crawling under the table and like feeding each other drugs too. Just like, hey, under the table, here you go. (laughs) Just like on all fours in this like really bougie, like side restaurant. They're just like, they're just cool. I think they minded. I mean, we were spending money and I, you know. And it's also, it's Mexico. Like, That's the other thing I would say. Like, I don't think I could ever do this at a restaurant in America, but it's definitely a setting where, I mean, people are selling drugs right outside that restaurant. So, um, but yeah, I think one of the things that you reminded me of was the guy who initially uh, fed us to see kept telling us, don't forget cars are real <laughs> the entire time. Like all night, every time we had to cross the road, he was like, don't forget the cars are real. And I was like, yes, yeah, 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 you're right. Um, but I, so we stumbled from that restaurant to a bar and this part's pretty important to me because it's the first time that I experienced not time dilation in the way that like, oh, you trip and things feel like it's taking a lot longer time dilation in the way that everything went in slow motion, which after the fact, when I, you know, decided to look up 2CB and figure out what the hell I was taking that night is apparently uh, a side effect that some people talk about is if you take enough, it genuinely feels like things are moving in slow motion around you. And I remember we had picked up more alcohol at that point and I just like handed like the 40 that I was holding over to Yuki. I was like, I, there is no way I should keep ingesting this right yeah. now. And at this point, like, so, so this friend who had fed us the 2CB like bought just everyone like 40s. It's Mexico. They're like, I don't know, like a dollar each or some shit. Um, so I just have one in each hand. We're at this bar and then we meet this dude who like it's literally there and like basically like his underwear and tells us that he lives under the bar um he's like a bar troll and this is some like crazy mexico drug shit and like you look at all these people around you and like you know everyone's on drugs like you just see their eyes they just have this glazed overlook and you're just like you're there with your homies and i i don't think i drank that much more that night um 
yeah, it only took a little bit to like, like combining the two CV with some alcohol is so, so a very potent you, combination. Were y'all on two C or two CB? Two CB. Two CB. Wow. Or at least, no, it was definitely two CB because at, at this point, I feel like I can tell because like snorting the two CB has that like extra Maybe. sting to mm, it okay. um, that kind of like makes your eyes water. Um, I remember the first time we snorted it that night. I literally like I think we both like wanted to cry, and I was like, like, the, like, what are we taking? Like, are we gonna die right. from this? <laughs> I didn't even know That's you could true. snort it. Like, I thought it was just like I've only ever seen it in pressed pill form. Oh, really? No, usually it's it's like a slightly different texture of pink powder, I feel like. But when you snort it, like, next time we hang out and, like, we get some actual, like, quality 2CB or stuff that we know is real, I think you'll be able to tell the difference. At least that's what I tell myself. But there are also I, – I found it recently there's ways you can test for it with uh, pretty common reagents for just testing drugs in general. So that was something that I'm going to do with the next batch that we get. Yeah, we do have – it is outlined in that drug test kit that we have, um, how to test your TCB. So, Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I thought it was just common drugs. Well, there you go. Dan safe test kits coming in even more <laughs> clutch, serving like even beyond, you know, your run of the mill ketamine, cocaine, whatever drugs. Yeah. Cause I did use it to test, um, a batch that we obtained also in Mexico. Um, and then it ended up testing positive for a lot of different other things, which is how I knew that it was 2C as in like the mix yeah. all the different drugs as opposed to 2CB. But yeah, let's let's close out this story. So <laughs> we I think at the point that things were going slow motion for me, I was like, this is probably my cue to stop, which I think is always a very responsible thing to do when you start to feel a little overwhelmed or out of control, especially if you're with strangers, even though now those strangers are really great friends of ours. It's good to kind of make sure that you have some level of control over your surroundings. And I think I also feel this way coming from this perspective of a girl who had that same sort of goal and mentality when I was drinking alcohol in college, you know, just making sure that you always have some semblance of control over your situation. You can leave if you need to. Um, You can ask for help if you need to. So after that slow motion thing, I was ready to kind of wind down I think we went back to the hotel and Yuki didn't stop. Yeah. So everything she just described is the beginning of like a very long night for me. (laughs) So at some point I'm like hanging out with, you know, our our friend who gave us the drugs initially and then some of his buddies who are all like, you know, more like adult, like older dudes. Um, And they're like talking about business deals and shit while we're just doing drugs, like in the hotel room. Um, At some point, no, literally. Yeah. And at the time I was like, to an experience that type of drugs to be like just mentally capable of doing business in that state. Plus I just took like so fucking much. Like I was not totally coherent. And at some point I mentioned like I was working like on, on a startup with somebody's um, and they asked me like pitch it for them. I'm like, dude, if you get this right, you'll get like a million dollars right now. I'm like, Oh shit. I'm basically on shark tank, but I'm also like, <laughs> so fucked up on drugs. And man, and it was tough. Cause the, the startup I was working at the time is like, not very sellable it's like hard to explain to older people and it's not something that's like very easily monetizable it's more like it was like a social media type of thing right which Uh, is something you would say if you had a failed pitch and then (laughs) i stepped in and i pitched the startup for him and they turned to yuki and they're like you should never you should always let your girlfriend pitch for you (laughs) that's true i totally forgot that's hilarious but i mean that's the story of the first time i did 2cb and i definitely think that that was 
a wake up call for me in terms of my journey with drugs, like a moment in which I realized like, Hey, there's probably more out there than I'm aware of because my entire education surrounding drugs has just been a dare program equivalent from growing up. So, you know, seeing that there are new synthetic things out there that I wasn't even aware of was really interesting. And also just being able to enjoy that night. And even though the alcohol definitely contributed to the trip, I don't think it was the main part of why I enjoyed it. Obviously, the giggling and all that stuff was coming from the TCB or would come from a different hallucinogenic. So I think that that was maybe the beginning of my journey of understanding that hallucinogenics are my drug. Yeah. And I think it also led to like us starting to have conversations with our friends about TCB. Like, I think we were some of the first people that like we knew in our circle to like know about it. And I feel like the more we talked about it and told people about it and how awesome this experience was, uh, we had friends who like found ways to get their hands on it in the U S and that spawned like, you know, the next, what, what's been the last like two, two and a half years, um, of probably two CB being like our favorite drug, definitely one of our favorite drugs. Um, and being lucky to still be able to take it like several times a year. Yeah, for sure. Nice favorite drug. That's a big statement. <laughs> yeah, it's. It, 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 I feel like it's a fun one to say that it's favorite drug. Also, a lot of people haven't heard about it. I feel like like either you've never heard of TCB or you know exactly what it is, and like you really fuck with it. Like it's just, it's a great drug, dude. I think the only reason why I would say that I like it over shrooms, and I would say otherwise. I mean, shrooms are the most common drug that I take now. 2CB, you have a lot more control over how much you're tripping, especially because of the life of the drug inside your system, at least to how you are experiencing it, is a lot slower um, or shorter. So, you know, when you take shrooms, if you realize you're not tripping as much as you want to or that you're tripping more than you want to, the only answer to both of those things is really like to wait it out. I mean, you can take more, but it's going to hit later, if that makes sense. Whereas 2C... If I'm like, I'm enjoying this and I want more, easy. I do a line. If I'm like, whoa, this is too much, I don't have to wait like two hours for me to come down. I'm waiting more like 15 minutes for the drug to kind of release its hold on me. And the only other thing that I would say is the pro of 2CB over shrooms for me is that shrooms always kind of upset my stomach a little bit. And you always get like what some of my friends called quote unquote party belly. And especially if you're going out like, um, especially as a girl, when you might be wearing something that's tighter and you want to feel really cute and, you know, you might be going out to a club or whatever, you want to feel good about yourself and feel attractive and having, you know, party belly or shrooms belly or whatever. And that bloating doesn't always make me feel like super hot. <laughs> and so it's just like a little asterisk as to why 2CB kind of ekes out mushrooms, just a hair. Yeah. Also, I feel like party belly is just like, like a microcosm of like festival stomach it's like party <laughs> belly is like a slice of like festival stomach so do, do you feel like uh the as far as the timing goes with the 2cb do you feel like that's just when you snort it or if you take it like in a pill or whatever is it is the timing more similar to shrooms so my understanding is that the timing is more similar to shrooms when you take it in a press pill form so i mean all of this stuff has to do with when it's getting to hit the membrane lining of your body Here's the chemical side of me coming out. Um, so, you know, the reason why snorting or boofing <laughs> or even gumming or whatever are more instant forms of experiencing a drug is because you're instantly hitting that drug against one of your like mucous membranes. Whereas when you take 
you know, chocolates or even, you know, straight shrooms or a press pill or whatever, it takes a while before it hits your stomach, which is normally where, you know, that's the point in which your body starts to absorb it. So that's why the timeline of these drugs and you not feeling it instantly is different when you ingest it, literally when you ingest it. Like orally versus nasal um, or poof. Yuki and I have tried the press pill form of 2CB once, but unfortunately I think we took hallucinogenics the day before that kind of ended up dampening my ability to really feel the 2CB press pill that next day. So I can't really speak to it from personal experience, but I do have friends who took the same batch of press pills and said that it lasted a similar amount of time to mushrooms, like that four to six hour range. Yeah. And we we do have a couple of those pills at home, We're just waiting for the right time to take them and try to experience them on their own. Because also, I think that day we did other drugs too at that festival. So it was not a good uh, adherence to our rule of like the first time you do a drug, do it by itself. So you actually know what it feels like uh, on its own. So Melody, if you had one piece of drug-related advice to give to the audience, what would you say? Um, so as someone, like I said earlier, who is a hallucinogenics enthusiast, uh, I think that I have a really unique take on what hallucinogenics can do for you. Um, when I was a little bit younger, I was diagnosed with anxiety and I was told that I should get on some sort of medication to help mitigate those effects. Um, I didn't end up doing that because there are a lot of side effects to taking um, anxiety-reducing medication, including potentially really terrible side effects like depression and suicidal ideation. So I wanted to stay away from taking the drugs that would have potentially been prescribed to me. And not that I was looking for a cure at the time, but mushrooms came into my life a little bit after this. And I have found that it has helped immensely with my anxiety. And then actually recently went to go get re-diagnosed in you know, regards to mental health. And instead of being diagnosed with like severe anxiety, <laughs> I was diagnosed with mild anxiety. Um, and I actually had a really like safe and comfortable conversation with the psychiatrist about how psilocybin had, you know, mushrooms had affected my anxiety levels and how I was I guess, self-regulating or self-medicating. There are a lot of people who are doing studies out there in regards to psilocybin and the potential effects that it can have on people's mental health. And so far, it's been incredibly positive and I'm really excited to see where the research goes and where legalization goes in regards to psilocybin as a treatment for people who have different mental health disorders. Because for me, it has been a godsend for my anxiety, just being able to almost like step away every time I decide to trip, you know, focus on something else and not be able to have those intrusive thoughts about work or other things that are causing stress in my life. And then also having that sensation that I'm sure both of you sometimes feel when you're coming down off of mushrooms where you're like, wow, the world is like such a big and same place. Some of these small things that I stress about on a day-to-day basis are not as big of a deal that I make them out to be for myself. Like it's really in the grand scheme of things, not that deep. (laughs) Um, And I think that, you know, that come down experience and even just the experience of tripping and being a little detached from all that stress really allows me to reset every weekend, especially as someone who I would say has a pretty stressful work life. Like this is a big part of maintaining my mental health in a positive way. Yeah, I totally agree. And it's, it's cool to also kind of do shrooms and drugs on the same cadence. And even though like I don't have anxiety 
or anything like that. Like it's still very much been a positive force in my life for helping me like reframe things a little bit and reboot myself, especially after, you know, been busy with work or just stressing about things that, you know, end up being, like you said, just not really that deep. And Yuki and I have taken like vacations that really only last like uh, an extended weekend. Like maybe it's like a three day vacation, but uh, it's like, you know, to go party with friends who also do drugs. And oftentimes we're on hallucinogenics for a decent, whether it's mushrooms or 2CB or 2C uh, for that weekend. And that weekend ends up feeling like a much longer vacation than it actually was. I think some of that time dilation also contributes to it where it's like, my weekend really feels like a step away from work and a break away from work when I'm doing shrooms over the weekend, because you really just like, you're like, oh yeah, I'm coming back. What month is it again? Like, that's so, I mean, we've definitely talked a lot about how you can almost extend your vacation by taking hallucinogenic that causes time dilation because it feels like you've obviously experienced this for much longer. Yeah. Life hack right there. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Hey, I have good advice. <laughs> This is why I said I need to be on the podcast. So, so, so Melody, just to clarify, when you say that you feel like your anxiety has gone down, uh, do you mean like just when you're on like mushrooms or do you feel like just doing mushrooms in a regular cadence lowers your anxiety day to day, even when you're not tripping? Um, I would actually say that it does it day to day. I think some of that reset, like that, that sensation lingers with me. I mean, the same way that like, seeing an artist on hallucinogenics can make you really like them or whatever. Um, there are that, that those mental effects that stick with you. And I think for me personally, it kind of extends for maybe two weeks or up to a month, depending on how hard I tripped. <laughs> so I, I definitely see those effects in my, my day-to-day life. And, you know, I used to be someone who suffered from these panic attacks that wouldn't necessarily have any specific triggers. So it wasn't like I was able to control for them as much as you might if you had like an anxiety attack that was triggered by like, you know, a person or a social event or a specific um, memory or something like that. I would be have these panic attacks that were just truly coming from the day-to-day stress in my life and then the way that my brain was handling it. And I mean, you can notice this, my panic attacks are next to none now and they used to be like frequent, like I would maybe have at least one a week. And that decrease is really significant to my quality of life. And I think it's also a sign that the psilocybin or the shrooms and almost any hallucinogenic, honestly, has a more long-term effect on my mental health than just during the duration of that trip. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, this is why I cut alcohol out of my life. I mean, I it just wasn't serving me the same way that hallucinogenics were. Yeah, I agree. Awesome. Thank you so much, Melody. Uh, that was super insightful. And honestly, I love hearing your story, even though I've known you for a while now. I'm just hearing that story from you just kind of reminds me of how these substances can really be used to have positive impacts on people's lives. And uh, with that, that's the pod. Thank you guys so much for listening. We really fucking appreciate y'all. If you want to show us some love, it would actually mean the world to us. If you're listening on YouTube, drop the video a like and the channel a subscription. And if you're listening on a podcast, just leave us a quick rating. These few seconds of your time go a really long way in helping us out. If you want to hit us up with questions, episode ideas, or anything else, 
you can reach us on Twitter at mdhpod or email us at mdhpod at gmail.com. Finally, we're just getting started with the pod, and our promise to you is to make every episode at least 1% better than the last. We'll catch you next week.